Hi, welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I would truly be remiss if I don't mention what happened to go, or what happened five years ago on this day. I was, in fact, this is my father's birthday, so happy birthday, dad. I was getting scratch-offs for him for his birthday, and I was also getting gas. And then my friend Rob, Dr. Rob, messages me and says, Prince Prince died. See, I still have a problem saying it. Prince died. I said, no, he didn't. And I'm looking, you know, first thing I go to is I go to Twitter because, you know, if it's on Twitter, come on. That's how I learned that Amy Winehouse had died and it's just sad. And I just didn't want to believe it. And all the while I'm thinking, no, Prince, no. And then I get home and CNN and ABC confirm it. And I was just stunned. But then I remember something had happened a week before. He had had a medical emergency. And you just didn't hear those things when it came to Prince. And so it was strange. It was strange. Never got to see him in concert. Would have loved to. One of the most prolific musicians. Chris Rock says it best. He says, remember in the 80s, you talk about Michael Jackson and Prince? Prince won. Michael Jackson versus Prince. In my book, it's always been Prince. In fact, Chris Rock interviewed Prince about that, how here Michael was Mr. Disney and you, and, and here's Prince, probably the most conservative out of the two. Yeah. And you know, I think also it's because Prince was singing about sex and he was singing about emotion and passion. Erotic city. Erotic. I love Purple Rain. I love Purple Rain. I love When Doves Cry. But Erotic City is probably, if I, if you want to describe Prince, he's funky. He's got that parliament, mothership, George Clinton, psychedelic just funky and a little bit of Larry Graham in the mix Earth, Wind and Fire mix and Prince with Erotic City brought it him and Sheila E because she refused to sing the F word yeah Prince Rogers Nelson my goodness the fact that it's been... I remember the, f- the first year it hit me. It hit, and, it, and it hits hard. It hits hard. To, to, you know, Michael Jackson's gone. and Whitney Houston's gone. But Prince? You think of the 1980s. It was Michael Jackson, Prince, Madonna, Bruce Springsteen. Born Prince Rogers Nelson, June 7th, 1958, died April 21st, 2016, in Minneapolis. He has been referred to as the symbol, the artist formerly known as Prince, the artist.
Oh, I love this quote. Pretty Joni Mills, M- Joni Mitchell said of Prince, "He's driven like an artist. His motivations are growth and experimentation, as opposed to formula and hits." That's true. Prince accomplished so much in his 57 years. So much. He he probably was going to accomplish more. A multi-instrumentalist. There was no one like Prince. There will never be anyone like Prince. They can say he's influenced by Prince. From the first album. 1978. To the second album, 1979 To in 1980 When Prince released the album Dirty Mind Which contained sexually explicit material Including the title song Head and the song Sister And was described by Stephen Thomas Elsewhere A stunning, audacious Amalgam of funk New wave, R&B, and pop Fueled by grinningly salacious sex And desire to shock I think of those songs. They're so. Oh. He's got box sets. Box sets. I wasn't really a Prince fan until I was a teenager. That's the perfect time. And then to go back and realize he wrote all of those songs Manic Monday, Nothing Compares to You, Love Bazaar, Nasty Girl. I loved... I used to hear that on the radio all the time. They would play that. Like when they would do the nighttime shows. And they'd play Vanity Six. Nasty Girl. Dance, dance, dance. I love that. My favorite though is at the end. This this is total... I, I think Prince wrote that ending too. Where she's like, wake me when you're done. You'll be the only one having fun. I thought, that is so cool. That's what Prince brought. This joy. This parallel universe of music you could be nasty you could be but it was it was it was always fun if anyone were to say oh prince is not talented he i mean come on from the purple rain film to the album The songs. The first one for me was the most beautiful girl in the world. I thought, whoa. And when he's talking about stars and moon and Mars. Mm-hmm. Yep. There is a new Prince album coming out in July. They even did a 60 Minutes piece on it. Prince has been gone for five years. And the fact that he is still conjuring. We, you know, oh my goodness. What an icon. And not just an icon. I, I don't even think icon really does Prince justice. There, there, I don't think that he's up, omnipotent. There's no word to describe Prince. 
a genius, mad genius. This this lover of music. I mean, you know, if you got the hits and the B-sides, not just the very best of Prince, because that's really just edited songs. Here, here are just some of the songs for me. When Doves Cry, Pop Life. I discovered Pop Life in college. That song, the lyrics, he says, Pop Life, what's the matter with your life? Yeah, he's got to come after me, watch. Soft and wet, I feel for you. Why you won't treat me so bad, which Alicia Keys redid. Uptown, let's go, of course let's go crazy. Talking about the shrink in Beverly Hills. 1999. Now, one time I saw an interview that Phil Collins, Phil Collins did, where he talked about the Sisudio really is him trying to copy 1999. I told someone that and they didn't get it. Oh, it doesn't so Sisudio doesn't sound like 1999. Actually, it does if you listen to the drums and the synth beat. Okay? Okay? Yeah. This is obviously from someone who probably doesn't like Prince, but whatever. Probably doesn't like sex either. Nothing Compares to You, which Sinead O'Connor just blew up. Alphabet Street, Sign of the Times, Thieves in the Temple... Now that song is funky. Diamonds and Pearls, come on. That is epic. Nobody could do it. Seven, which is such an underrated song. And he opens it with that acapella. Yeah. Controversy. Dirty Mind. I want to be your lover. Head. Do me, baby. I mean, come on. His These song titles, Delirious. Little Red Corvette. Little Red Corvette is really sex. Everything about that song for me, it it just hits. The synth, the sound, the lyrics, you know, pocket full of Trojans. Come on. Come on. I Would Die For You, which is... <sighs> Purple Rain, baby. Raspberry Beret. Raspberry, Raspberry Beret is such a fun song to hear. And the vibe of it. If I was your girlfriend, if I was your girlfriend, I remember seeing him do that on Oprah when he was promoting his Emancipation album in 2000 or 1996. That is such a funky song. And of course, Kiss. Yeah. He's talking about you don't have to be beautiful to turn me on. Come on. You got the look with Sheena Easton. You got the look. It's such a Saturday night. Let's go out song. I, I, I did that one time with someone. Sexy motherfucker. But they put sexy MF. Come on. Supposedly that's when Sheila E. left the band. is because he was starting to curse more in songs. Get off. Yeah. If you've ever seen Prince in the New Power Generation perform Get Off at the MTV Video Music Awards in 1991, I think it was, and he does that split and then he, with the guitar strapped, and then he goes into the guitar solo, it's like, fuck. Cream. Ooh. That's just a naughty song. I love it. And of course, Purple Rain. 
Purple Rain to watch him do it at Super Bowl was truly magnificent. The beautiful thing about Prince was is that there was a song for everybody. I don't think anyone ever felt, well, maybe people who don't like sex, secluded or backed out for listening to Prince. Prince's songs have their own life. I don't think I've ever... I don't think I've ever heard anyone like Prince. I think with Prince, because the music came so natural, he often said the only job he ever saw himself being was a musician. I love how Arsenio Hall is like, yeah, this is the only job because... I can't picture you at the bank, even though every girl would be in his line. Because <laughs> he was a ladies' man. That's, that's, let's talk about how... Don't judge a book by its cover and how looks can be deceiving. And people go after Prince because of how he looked. The eye, the eye shot, the, the, first of all, the mascara, the high heels, the look, the sound... They just don't think, oh, Prince is not a man. But then that breaks down the stereotypes of what you all assume a man should be when he's singing in the falsetto. And I know some of you who are listening will try to debate me on that. Say, well, you know, Prince, well, uh, look, he doesn't have to prove anything to you that he is a man what is what is the true essence of a man what is it is it kindness because he was very kind to people he gave a lot he gave he gave a lot of love prince has one of the most diverse fan bases i have ever seen musicians artists in their own right People from all backgrounds, all genders, non-binary. Prince, just the name alone, one name, Prince, and that's his real name. He wasn't given that name, that's not his stage name. In fact, that's why he wrote Slave on his face. I think a lot of you forget that. He wrote Slave on his face because Warner Brothers put a price tag on a name that his mother gave him at birth so he refused to go by that name also the fact that he recorded those albums himself but didn't own them and that pissed him off so when he was finally able to own his own masters people who tried to record with him he would say well do you own your masters and they'd say no and he'd say then i'm not recording with you and they'd get all pissed and say fuck you a really famous singer said that to him and she she regretted it better regret it honey i love your voice but come on you don't talk to prince like that you just don't and people are ignorant when it comes to that 
Prince had a, oh goodness, a firm head on his shoulders. Yes, there's a lot of mystery. Yes, there's a lot of intrigue. Yes, there's a lot of what we probably will never know. He was guarded. But he gave the he gave you the music. He gave you the music. What let me ask you, what more do you want? You can't have it all. You can't I think now we have too much access to artists. And with Prince, you didn't have access to him. You did not have access to his personal stuff. You just didn't. So let that be a lesson to so many of you. Oh, I'm so glad that I can relate to so-and-so. Hey, I've started a relationship just like me. Really? You need to get a life. Yeah, you can relate to people, but don't live your life based on what they do. With Prince, you just knew he loved making music. How he felt when he was making that music, we won't know. Because it really doesn't matter. What matters is is that he had that drive. His life was about making music. Not a fragrance. Not a film. He made a few films. Not endorsements. No. His prime thing was music. Making it. Filming it. Photographing it. Presenting it to all of us. In a live format, in a boxed format, in a television series. Come on. His comeback album was Musicology. But I don't even feel like he needed a comeback. He was just always there. And I think many of you took him for granted. And this is a film podcast, and this is a music podcast. And we're going to talk about Purple Rain. Purple Rain was Prince at his zenith. He won an Academy Award for the score. (sighs) That film. Purple Rain. Directed by Albert Magnoli. Albert Magnoli. Released in July of 1984. Did very, very well. With a cast featuring Abalonia, Morris Day, and Clarence Williams III. It was filmed in Minneapolis. His home, his muse, his love. Yes, many people claim to be the muses of Prince. But Prince's main muse was Minneapolis. Born and bred. There have been so many parodies of Purple Rain. The album itself sold 13 million copies. Remember, this is right after Thriller, so people were just, you know, yeah. As far as a film, what Prince, this is truly his moment with the Purple Rain film and the album. 
And this is before YouTube and this is before electronic press kits when you would put things together in this package. And yeah. so, okay, Prince made Purple Rain 1984. He played the kid. And then he made Under the Cherry Moon. He played Christopher Tracy, directed by Prince. Sign O the Times. He was himself directed by Prince. See, he he learned from the first film and then continued. Graffiti Bridge, The Kid, Prince, directed by Prince. Three Chains O Gold, himself, directed by Prince. He was also, there was also his muse, his wife, Maitate, the dancer and... There are so many things I could say about Prince. Nobody can touch him. In fact, he stated to Chris Rock that originally he was offered Michael Jackson's bad as a duet. And that part where Michael says... Your butt is mine. And and Prince said, Now I'm sure not gonna say that to you, and you sure not gonna say that to me. So if I can find it. Beatles had the Rolling Stones. Here we go. Elvis had Jerry Lee Lewis. Early on in your career, who was the guy that you looked at and said, Well, I gotta get back in the studio. Uh. Um, did you hear so-and-so? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get in the studio right now. Who, was, who did that for you? Everybody's got somebody. Yeah, oh, well, um, contrary to what a lot of people might believe, it was never somebody who was my contemporary. There was never, like, any rivalry between you and Mr. Jackson? Oh, not to me, no. Not, no fact. Yeah. So I love the story of you, you know, there's all these prints. I'm sorry. That, so, well, that's the guy you used to be. Mm-hmm. Is the story of you turning down bad. Well, <laughs> you know, that Wesley Snipes character, right. th- that would have been me. <laughs> right, now, you, now you run that video in your mind. Yep, we can't play the music. We can't play the music. We can't. It's Michael. Come on. Yeah, here we go. Who's going to sing that to who? Cause you sure ain't singing it to me, and I sure ain't singing it to you. So right there we got, you know, right there we got a problem. It's so weird now. You were made out to be this weird cat, and he was like Mr. Disney, and you're married. He's just married. You're like a married man. Well, you know, play it. You know, there again, you know, hopefully the press will get to the point where we'll just all just. It'll be a law where you have to tell the truth. It won't be about speculation. Um, um, I, you know, I'm a musician. I I live for that. I live for playing and, and, and creating songs. You get wrapped up in a lot of things. That's what writing Slave on Your Face is about, you know. I got wrapped up in the ego of the... What's cr- now, even Mr. Dave Chappelle played Prince with the pancakes and him and Charlie Murphy 
Because, you know, Prince, Prince was not very tall, but he was a really great basketball player, according to many. So what he made up for in terms of his height, he, you know, what he lacked in his height, he made up for in terms of his style and in terms of he could steal the ball. Yeah, he was an athlete, so he wasn't just athletic musically, but he was athletic. There's so much that I could say about Prince, how he died. I'm not going to go there. Musically, where he was at, he had, I think, at this point in his life, decided to go back to a place from the beginning. He grew his hair out in an afro like he had when he was younger. It was a full circle moment. Maybe Prince knew something we didn't know. And so, yeah, today today was a, was a weird day five years ago. And everyone was playing Prince. MTV actually stopped their programming. Because, you know, MTV doesn't really play videos anymore. And they can say that they don't. They do. But that's such a lie. And they have the MTV Video Music Awards, which is funny because everyone watches videos on YouTube, not on MTV. So let's let, why don't we start calling it the Video YouTube Awards? Come on, let's get real. But they actually stopped their programming, if that's what you want to call it, with all those reality shows and played Prince videos in honor of Prince. They gave that to him. They stopped traffic. They stopped traffic for Prince because they recognized how prolific what Prince gave, not just musically, but visually, to a package, to an album. And and then at the same time, it's not about the packaging. It's about the art itself. Because you live that album. You lived it. You didn't just listen to it and put it away. No, no, no. With Prince, you lived it. If you want to listen to Cream, you lived it. Diamonds and Pearls, I lived it. I listen to it and I live it. I hear it and I live it. I f- the emotions. Sign of the Times, which is so relevant. The lyrics, the guitars. But for me, it's always about Erotic City. It always will be. Because it was funky. It wasn't just about the lyrical content. The the drums, everything, the the vocals. When I hear that, that's Prince basically paying tribute to all the people that came before him. The funk, the people within the funk. Mr. George Clinton, Bootsy Collins. Come on, those motherfuckers. It was funky. And, And that's the power an essence of Mr. Prince, Rogers Nelson. Rest in peace, Prince. We miss you. Unpleasant dreams. <laughs>